What's going on, people? And we're back again with another episode of Rebel Theories. Again, I am your host, Jay the Advocate. And today I'm going to go ahead and discuss love languages, the five love languages. I'm going to go ahead and start off with what my love languages are. I'm going to also give you guys a link to where you can find the test so you can take it yourselves. So you can identify what your love languages are. Um, with this episode, I plan on discussing what my theories are in regards to love languages and how it affects people. The idea of why these love languages are your strongest and why it would be someone's weakest. Um, and it's just something to think about. Um, all this was inspired by a tweet that I saw. So... Um, I think when you take the time out to really have like self-realizations and think about why you are the way you are, um, I feel like the idea can be really surprising as far as like the answers that you come up with can be really surprising. So um, just keep a lock. We'll be back right after this. I know she only when she in my phone, I'm answer, she tripping up. She really want Okay, I heard you really want me Yeah, if that pussy smell like water, might get a key Might change your whole style, now you vibing like me And I'm flying your last, he ain't no pallet like me yeah. Do you wanna drive this boat? This a yacht, it's something like Diddy, but I can't stop Won't stop, giddy giddy Call my Uncle Luke and make them shake their ass and titties Alright, so we're back again, folks. Um, let me start off with my love languages. So, um, <clears throat> when I went ahead and I took the test, my love languages, um, top three, number one being quality time. Um, right after that would be words of affirmation and then physical touch. Um, the tweet that I mentioned earlier that inspired all this was a young lady tweeted, um, if his like speaking to women, if his love language is quality time, he broke sis. And I thought about him like, you know, it's it makes sense. Like I it wouldn't I wouldn't say that's the the only reason why a nigga's you know if that is like his top uh love language would be if because he's broke. Um, but that could be a reason that could be a reason why um, he his love language would be the fact that he's broke. Um, and then that gave me the idea of the theories that I came up with. So the first theory was whatever your love language is, like from top to bottom are areas of strength coming going from the strongest to the weakest. So whatever, basically, whatever your love language is from one to five is the areas that you're stronger in from strongest to weakest. The second theory that I had was for some folks, I'm not going to say everybody, but I think people overall have the tendency to. So I say that some folks, um, their strongest love language is usually compensation for their weakness so 
because they they have a general idea of what they already know they lack they put more strength into the things that they're stronger in or just the idea that they know a person knows what they're stronger is they're, they're stronger in as far as the love languages they team they seem like kind of go in that direction more often because that's what they're used to that's what they identify with the third theory would be how we feel about these things come from the idea of what the desire feelings of what we what we're used to like the i the feelings that we took and we were brought up on is because it's usually contingent of like a ch one's childhood so something that you were that you were brought up with from a child or like the idea of something that you've never had before. What I went ahead and did was I took my time out as far as each of the love languages and kind of to see the idea of how that works with my theories. Um, this was most interesting because I actually read the actual book. The book itself gives you a real in-depth idea of how just understanding the next person can really magnify like an experience in relationships whether they're platonic or romantic and i started off with access service right so with access service if access service is your strongest love language um basically you you like doing things for other people you like um people to do things for you so like your the idea of seeing love in a tangible state is how you communicate you know like being able to see things being done in a tangible light like physically being able to see it um or do it that's uh your strength and the idea that acts of service is your last love language um like for me that would be my last love language and that's because like i personally don't like people doing things for me um and instead of like creating boundaries for people i created barriers and like there's a difficulty where people have like get confused between like placing boundaries and then placing barriers but that's like a topic for another day um but overall it's bad because um the you know it makes it difficult for someone who does express themselves with acts of service to be able to express their love for me or to me um but you know that's a, that's more so of a me thing and a pride thing so that's for me to you know for me to work on it but that's just the idea for how that works when you're speaking on access service and i think people with the with the love language access service um those those people are doers those people um like to make things happen uh like action-based people um those with like kinesthetic energy and um those are the people who who like to like be out 
at least that's my thought process. You know what I'm saying? Those people I like to 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 really put things together and really just try manifest things. You know, like I said, in, in a in a tangible in a tangible way. Um, next would be physical touch, right? So automatically, when people some some people think of physical touch, they think of a more of a sexual idea, um, but it doesn't really always include sex like physical touch can be small things as like hugs and kisses and holding hands and etc stuff like that um like for example like when my daughter goes to sleep like she has to have some part of like her body part on someone else so i guess the she could have the idea that someone is there while she's sleeping um and that's like an idea of like physical touch. Just the idea of someone like, in general, as humans, we all want that feeling, that that closeness with the next human being. Um, and some people thrive off that. There, it's just that's what you're used to. Like your your idea of showing love is hugs and kisses and. Uh, high fives and secret handshakes and shit like that like just those those ideas um people who can identify with physical touch being their last um love language is that in my opinion is someone who doesn't like to be touched and that could stem from something that they've experienced in their past life as far as their childhood as well. Um, you know, people got, like, germ phobias and stuff like that, too. But, like, these ideas that, like, when you you just you're shut off and you don't want to the next person, like, touching you and stuff like that, like, there's an idea as to why that is, like, or the fact that you don't like to be around physically around people or in the case maybe like there's a subconscious reason as to why you feel like that um that's just quality time so for me quality time with it being my first love language isn't the idea of like someone's undivided attention um, I'm not like an attention hog because for me, I could be in the same room with my significant other and we don't have to say anything. Like I'm okay with at least just being in the same area. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't have to speak, but just you being there is okay with me. Um, or, or doing things together, like doing things that, you know, a person would like to do, like certain activities that they would like to, to do places they would like to go. Um, just being able to share that time with like the idea of sharing your time, knowing that like, you can't get that back like you can always spend money and then make the same money you spent back but you can't you can't get back the time you spend with somebody so for me i 
I evaluate like time to be something of a major construct because once it's gone, that's it. So if you're willing to be able to spend that time with me, then for me, that just shows me how important I uh, fit into that person's life. And but that's just for me, you know, so. Um, as far as quality of time being a person's last language, um, I just assume that person like really likes their own space. I mean, I know there's people like that for me. I, I enjoy my own space as well, but there's people who like really just enjoy their own space. Um, so quality of time doesn't really mean much to them or just the idea of like the or the opposite of the idea of like what I said, you know, earlier in regards of them. They probably don't think that time is really valuable. You know, they, um, they think that other things in, um are, hold certain values to them and time doesn't really fit that nature, which is OK as well. There's nothing wrong with that, that idea. But that would for me, I would assume that would be the particular idea of someone if quality time is their their last love language is that you know the fact that time doesn't really mean much for them or at least spending time with someone doesn't really mean much for them then after that we have receiving gifts now um, gift giving itself uh like gifts themselves can make a statement um of their own whether like you're you're buying it or you're receiving it the gift themselves holds a statement now the statements that the gifts hold can range from um i was thinking about you to I'm sorry for and you can like really tell the difference in between like the two like you know what I mean when I'm when someone gives you a gift that was really that they really took the time and thought about you thought you you generally thought that this person was going to like it because you know what this person likes for example uh you know that well like if a guy knows that his girl likes dandelions and he goes buy it on a random date, gives her some uh, dandelions, like that's a gift that, you know, on a spe- he probably sees some dandelions on his way home, thought she would like it because those are her favorite flowers, bought her some dandelions, took it to the crib, gave it to her. That was a gift that he was thinking about her. Like, I seen this. I know you like it. I thought about you, so I got it for you. Same thing with the Chanel bag his girl told him about that was cute or whatever the case may be. I, Bay, I know you, I seen you told me that you like this. I bought this for you. Boom, boom, boom. You know, vice versa. The PS5 coming out, dropping soon in a couple of days, I think, whatever the case may be. You know, drop the, the, the PS5. On her nigga type of shit. Just the coming out of the I going out of your way thinking that this person I know this person likes this, so I'm gonna give this gift to this person. 
And then on the receiving end, you know that this person knows what you like and took the time out to get you this gift. And it was a very thoughtful gift. There, There's another range in this, in this spectrum where, you know, the I'm sorry gift. Like the I'm sorry that I did X, Y, and Z. So I bought you this. Whatever the case may be. Whatever it is. And... However, whatever you're sorry for is always going to be determined on the gift. So whatever the gift is, is contingent on how sorry the person is. And, you know, based off that idea, it's a lot of people in this world. There's some people that's even listening to this podcast right here with the idea that y'all love gifts because that's what y'all parents did. To compensate for the bad parenting, but I'm allowing my business. Y'all people ain't love y'all for real, so they bought y'all a gift to shut y'all asses up. So that's what y'all need now at this big ass age to shut y'all ass up is a gift. But that's neither here nor there. If in the event that receiving gifts is your last love language, then ultimately you just there is it's really cut and dry and you know you either weren't used to getting gifts or just buying other people shit um you don't really care for like materialistic things in life which is okay too either or it's okay or you just broke i mean that works too like you know those things those things can work like you know you're just not used to some shit you don't really care for some shit, or you're just too broke for it, you know? So, all that shit works. Last but not least, though, words of affirmation. This love language is for the communicators of the world. You're probably, like, better communicator than most. Um, and to be able to communicate effectively isn't easy. You have to... You have to be able to, like, know how to express yourself and to be able to express your thoughts in a way that other people can be able to uh, understand it and but also not be offended by if that's the case as well. Um, If this is like one of your top love languages, you also... um, you know, thrive off compliments as well as like words of appreciation too. So, you know, people just verbal appreciation and just making them feel good. Being able to like use your words thoroughly, like you're probably really good with your words. Um, and in the event that you're probably like not good, or you know, the words of affirmation is your last love language um, would be because you're probably just not a good communicator. You're probably just not good at expressing yourself. And there's the the thing that I took into consideration with if these things, if any of these love languages are or is your love, your last love language there's there's ways to like fix these things and i'm not saying that like everybody can be perfect so 
you're across the board you're all you're good in every area or you're strong in every area i'm not saying that but we can as people work on ourselves we can see what you know we're probably not at you know probably not good at certain things but we can be better at them you know what i'm saying like you don't have to be the best at everything but you don't have to be horrible at things as well um and I think when we take the time out to really just, like, you know, like I said, sit down and talk to yourself. I mean, I think people think, like, talking to yourself is a wild idea, but it's not. Like, to talk to yourself and to really uh, dig deep onto why certain things affect you. Why do you cling on to certain things? The personality traits that you like or dislike just answering like questioning why like questioning why and then answering it for yourself truthfully and honestly is the just really think um for yourself you know just really take the time out to learn you there's nothing wrong with you learning you right so um this was another episode of rebel theories uh definitely want to thank you for you know, checking out these episodes, rocking with me. Um, I have some, like, really big plans coming up for this podcast. Um, I have some special guests coming soon. Be on the lookout for that. Um, and I just want to thank all the people for listening and rocking with me. Again, just continue to rock with me, to continue to support. Um, again, the quiz for... The um, languages will be in the bio, um, so you can check that out, you know, learn yourself again. And I'm out. Peace.